Let's ride. down no movement we're gonna need additional units come in from the uh, west to east of the shard let's see your hands you all right you hit yeah i'm good all right you're still pointing oh, yeah i'm all right mm -hmm. i don't think i've hit or anything Stand by on that. He's still down, he's not moving. We can't see the gun. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Alright, I'm gonna reload. Alright, yeah. go. I got you. Go. You got a light on him? Got him. Negative. Neither one of us are hit. We're okay. Suspect's down. What up? Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the No Playing This Ride podcast. Number 22, fam. Clyde Drexler, Emmett Smith, whatever other favorite number 22 athlete you got. This number 22, man. No Playing This Ride. This shit got blackout, man. It's a, a lot of news going on, man. A lot of a lot of news. I know I say it every week, but it's true. A lot of craziness going on. There's been an Uber fail, if you will. Reportedly, an Uber car, an unmanned Uber car, sole driver car, apparently hit and killed a person already. I'm not the biggest fan of Uber. Actually, I'm not against Uber. I've never really Ubered myself. I'm one of them Stone Age niggas that just likes to drive his own car everywhere. I've never been one to, to feel like I needed an Uber. I don't go out and get drunk and shit, so it's not really my thing to to need an Uber, and I'm I'm sort of a homebody these days, you know, I've, I did my thing out there in the streets, and I mostly stay in the house of kicking with the family, so there's never really a need for me to, to Uber anywhere, but I, I get it, there's, technology is supposed to be, you know, it's the wave of the future, whatever, I understand that, we got Teslas that drive themselves, and that's cool, but the Tesla, you still have to be in the fucking car to drive the Tesla, I'm not comfortable with a self-driving a self-driving car out there on the road it sounds cool and i and i would i mean maybe like to see it in action on the track give it some years give it some time 
And I'm assuming they did all this shit before they launched him into production and put him out on the street. But the one thing that I just can't see your car that's driven by a computer or robot having is the ability to reason. Like, is that car going to know to slow down beforehand? Now, it may be able to, to predetermine certain factors on the road of everything in this, like, immediate um, was radius or whatever, circumference, whatever, whatever's, like, directly around it. It may be able to to sense those patterns or whatever, but it can't see three and four car lengths ahead. It doesn't have the experience of somebody who's been driving for years, right? It doesn't have, there's no proper schooling. I'm assuming this damn thing isn't taking a test. It's not had the life experience to, to be aware of certain things and to be able to, I don't know if, if it could change its mind. I don't know what it's supposed to do. It's just, I, I can't really agree with an unmanned car. It just makes, it's, it's not ridiculous, it just seems unnecessary. Some I, sometimes I feel like we take technology too far. Like Uber is, is to show to go. It it just goes to show you that these companies need you until they don't need you. So we're going to get this labor from you. You're probably getting jerked on that money anyway, and then we're going to turn around and start slowly trying to phase you guys out by hiring robots to do the job. Ain't technology grand? That's, that's crazy. Another uh, unfortunate news. There's been bombings in Austin, Texas. I'm pretty sure this is old news to anybody who has paid any type of attention to life or the news at all. But it came out after I did my podcast, so I figured I had to. I would be just a fucked up individual to not say anything about it. And it's terrible. They think that the, the bomber was targeting mostly minorities, mostly people who had to do with protests, black males and their families. And I just, I keep trying to avoid talking about race, but it's hard. It's hard when you keep getting these examples. And I, I understand that the media is going to push these examples out because they're, they benefit the media. They get ratings when they say black man or black woman has something done to them by somebody white. Black on black crime does not get news. I understand that sentiment, but the fact of the matter is this, is that the shit is still happening. There's shit that's still happening every day, every week, every month, every year in this fucking country that makes black people and other minorities feel like we are undervalued. Because that's all we've been taught is that we are undervalued and that we're supposed to die. Because nobody gives a shit. People don't really care. That's why it's an argument. If people gave a fuck, if it was a universal feeling that People are out there dying, and the fact that they look a certain way may affect the response of what's happening. The fact that it's not a universal thing that people are saying is wrong, there's always an excuse, is going to continue to make minorities feel this way. And I don't understand how to drive that point home more than that. I would think it would be common sense. And for most people, I think it is. It's just that there's a segment that buys into a media hub or a media hubs or perspective that pushes the opposing argument. Which to me just makes me angry. Like you got to be past the point of being sad about shit like this. It's like when you know for a fact that you're valued less by people just because of the things they say. 
Like, how could you, even if you're just doing it for a check, like, where's your morals at? You're going to let that drive you to check. You're willing to go out on the limb and say fucked up things about a race of people or people that are different, whether it be religious or otherwise, to promote yourself. And I feel like that's a dangerous game to play. At some point, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass, whether it be in your personal life or in your professional life. I just think it's a, it's a dirty game to play. And then the asshole that set all these bombs off ended up blowing himself up. In essence, he's just a fucking coward. He's a terrorist first and a coward second. And nowhere near a man. If you feel that strongly, you want to take motherfuckers out, walk up on them and do it. If they offended you that bad, if they did something so wrong that you had to blow them up, be a man about it. Go up to them and stick that bomb in their chest. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but the fact that this even happened is ridiculous. You Are you attacking random victims? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like you killed people with a purpose. You had to get into these places to set these bonds up so they would go the fuck off and hit intended people. And they keep telling us that minorities are the dangerous ones. And they keep ignoring this shit. Oh, it's mentally ill. Like, some of these motherfuckers are prone to violence. They sit around and play fucking video games of them killing people all day long and watch movies with people getting killed all fucking day long. Do you think these kids are really growing up valuing fucking life? I'm only, I'm only, I can only say this shit as a person who was catching the first wave of this a couple of generations ago. I'm from the original violent video game, music, movie, I won't say movie, but the original violent video game, music era. I'm come from that shit. And I would tell you, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. It's your favorite rapper, favorite actor, whoever. That shit does have an effect on you. And anybody else who says that it doesn't is a fucking fool. Now, I'm not saying that it should outweigh the effect and the lessons and the morals that you're... That you're fucking family and your parents have on you no absolutely not but everybody doesn't have a strong family structure some people that's all they have to turn to you hear it all the time people say i turned to this artist or this music or this or these movies or whatever because when i was going through something they helped me through something and sometimes and i think a lot more times it it works in the positive like it made me think a certain way and it opened my eyes up to possibilities i didn't think were there originally but for some people they focus on the dark side because they have no light in their life and that's what they identify with. And I think in their mind it makes them it makes it okay for them to go out and do terrible fucking things. Because maybe they're seeking they're seeking that that type of recognition that they saw in the movie. Maybe I don't understand why. It doesn't affect me to that degree. But that doesn't mean me listening to a rap song, when we hear them gun bars, that shit don't sound dope. Now, as a rap fan, I know the difference between right and wrong, and most people should. But you have to think about the psychology of the music and the psychology of the people making the music. And then the psychology of the people who promote and profit off of the music. And I go, I kind of go in reverse and explain it and ask the question why. So why does, as a, me as a black man, why is it dope when you have gun bars and rhymes 
where 99.9% of the time, the people who are talking about toting guns and shooting motherfuckers are black and Latinos talking about other black and Latinos. Why, as the fan, am I not hearing this and be like, man, that's fucking crazy. That's wild. Two, why is the artist in the creation and the production of this music and his brain even putting that in there? One, maybe because of things he's experienced. And two, because that shit sells. That shit sells. And he has, if he's not an independent artist, he has to get this music approved before it even goes out, before he can even get the production dollars to put into it for the advertising and maybe the cost of recording and editing the work of art, right? Or the body of the body of work. I won't necessarily call it a work of art. I said the body of work. And then you think about the company that's going to promote and push these albums and these movies out. They're aiming for a certain demographic and they want certain content in there to reach that demographic because you don't want to promote you don't want to make a you don't want to promote um, a body of work of music or a film to a demographic that it's not going to match up with right you're not going to take an NWA album and then promote that towards let's say middle-aged women who are in the baking you want your product and demographic to match up. So if you don't have the content that's going to be profitable for the company who's going to pay for your production and promotion of your art, they're not going to support it. And this is the psychology of the shit I'm talking about. You have to be a sick motherfucker to be willing to promote and profit dangerous potentially dangerous art and i'm a hypocrite because i grew up listening to it and i understand this freedom of speech and i'm good with that the only thing i ask for when i say it is balance like I, if it's 50 50 conscious more conscious stuff and then 50 50 bullshit then that's something i can live with because it is entertainment sadly and i'll say sadly it is entertaining for us to hear music about us harming one another because it, it's ingrained in me. It's ingrained in me. Like, I don't think about the person or the people that are actually doing, committing the crimes and the victims of the crimes when I'm listening to the music. But it's there. And it's crazy that we don't, that we don't look at it that way. I wish it was different, but it's just one of those things. I've been listening to this shit all my life, so I'm kind of numb to it. Now, am I going to go pick up a gun because I listened to some old D-Block or some old Master P? Or some old trade the truth for easy E NWA. Am I gonna pick up a gun because I heard this shit? No, I have more sense than that. And I know they're not going to do that. Because I also had options growing up. I had De La Soul, I had a tribe called Quest, I had Brand Nubian, I had people that were making other types of rap music, and right now that's just not the case. It's a scary thought when motherfuckers are telling me they grew up off a of little B and Soldier Boy. And um what's the other the one of the biggest frauds in the rap game? Little Wayne, he's super talented, but I say he's a fraud because I don't know how he had time to sell all these drugs and shit when you've been in the studio since you were 10 years old. That's just me. You guys can kill me for it. Oh, well, I'm just saying. These are things that he said and just contradicted himself. But anyway, the psychology behind it is crazy. 
We know we're going to profit off this. We're going to promote something that's violent. They know in the creative process, if they don't have these pieces of art in there, that certain people are going to be turned off by it. And I'm not saying anybody's wrong on the consumer side or even the creation side or even the promotion side because at the end of the day, we keep feeding this machine. We keep buying it. We keep downloading it. We keep streaming it, whatever. They profit over it, but it's the psychology of the country. In this country, in the United States of America, violence sells. That's just what it is. That's why you have some of the shit that's going on, going on. And people supporting it. That's why organizations like the NRA, which I believe at its core, at its original core, without any political affiliation, I believe at its political, I mean, not, not political, excuse me, I believe at its original core, was supposed to be something for the people. It's supposed to be something to educate and promote the proper use of firearms. But because of things that have transpired in this country, they have donated large amounts of money to politicians to get laws approved that will benefit them on the business side. And I'm gonna readily admit, I don't know much about the NRA, but I'm just saying, if you look at it, it's there. They're paying these kids. And, and you think about the girl, I think her name's Emma Gonzalez. And they did the March for Our Lives. And this 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 young girl, I'm going to call her little girl because she's a child. She went to Washington, D.C. and made a speech. And she sat there for six minutes and 20 seconds without saying shit. Because that's the amount of time it took for that kid to go in there and kill those people. And shoot up those people and fucking leave and blend back into the crowd. And she's making shockwaves with her silence. Because I don't understand... Why these people, whether it be the media or politicians, are having such a hard time understanding these kids. And I'm, am I honestly tired of talking about it? Yeah, I, I am because I don't think it's going to go anywhere because of the way we're set up in this country. Unfucking fortunately, these kids' voices will probably go unheard right now. But they were, they were, they're going to remember this in the future when they can vote. I tell you that much. Because everybody knows when it comes to kids, these trends, they carry on. Especially with social media right now, with the ability to mobilize and organize large groups of people with the same thought process, same ideas, same morals, and same feelings of you that you have. These kids are masters at it. Whether it be Instagram, Twitter, fucking Snapchat, obviously Facebook, whatever the fuck it is, these kids know how to manipulate it and use it to their advantage. So when it comes time to go to the polls in the next few years when these kids are voting for the president and the local government, there's going to be some change. There's going to be the change it's if they do what everybody says do and they keep the same energy. It's crazy. They made it from Florida all the way to Washington, starting a nationwide movement, and they showed up wearing price tags. And one of the, one of the girls that was being interviewed and the reporter asked her why she had a price tag and she told her, this price tag is for all the money that Marco Rubio has taken from the NRA. She said that they took all the money and broke it down by all the students in the state of Florida. And she says, according to Marco Rubio, we're worth a dollar and five cents. I'm telling you, man, these kids are pissed off. And I'm just wondering when it's going to actually take effect. Uh, hopefully we don't have to wait until they're able to vote. Hopefully us as adults can look at what they're going through, look at the pain on their faces and take into consideration what's happening in this country. What's going on? 
and the crazy thing is the amount of media, positive, you get positive and negative media. And I didn't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. You start killing motherfuckers with money, shit, shit gets real. Shit gets real very quick, depending on the location and the demographic of the people affected by the violence. <laughs> if you got eyes and you pay attention, you'll know what I'm saying. I don't like to be the bearer of bad news, but I was watching the interview, uh, one of the DJ Vlad interviews where he was talking to Lord Jamar. And Lord Jamar was asked a question about, I, wa I want to get it right. I'm trying to figure out, remember what he was saying, but I guess about the third eye or whatever. In essence, said, once you open your third eye, meaning I'm guessing your mind, you start seeing shit and you see, be you see beneath the surface or you see what's in the background. Just how I was telling you about the record companies and all that. Everybody know Jimmy Iovine, Interscope Records. Yeah, how much, think about the content that Jimmy Iovine profited off of. Then with like people who've been in traumatic situations like say 50 Cent. A lot of, I love 50's music. I'm of the age where I can listen to it, digest it, and not go shoot a motherfucker up or not be motivated to commit a crime. That's me. That's not everybody else. You look at it like that. I, when I listen to music, now I'm thinking about who's profiting off the music I listen to. And it made me want to focus more on independent artists. Because I, I know it's, even if there's some shit in there I may not agree with, at least it's authentic. It's coming from a real place because they're the ones profiting off of it. And a lot, and a lot of times... There's a lot of truth in their music. If you like one of my favorite rappers on the planet is Nipsey Hussle. Is there violence in his music? Yes, but he comes from a violent area. And I don't want to go into how that area got violent. That's more Corintel Pro, CIA, FBI, Edgar Hoover, who they made a movie about who I think is a fucking bum. Anyway, you learn to look at shit from a different angle than from what everybody else looks at it as. Like you see the Fox News side, the CNN side. And I see the money side. Fox News doesn't do as well without CNN and vice versa because each network is bashing the other. But at the top of that pyramid, somebody's getting fucking paid. So I, I hate to be that guy sometimes, but my mind just works that way now. I've been awakened to certain shit, and now I can't just look at the surface of certain things. I have to look further than that and look at what's behind the scenes. And maybe, you know, that's a flaw. Because I feel like I have to express it, and that's why I do shit like this. I would love for this podcast to be just me telling jokes and shit, and me cracking jokes and being, and being funny and all that shit. I would love for it to just be that. But because I feel like I'm a responsible individual, I got to tell some type of truth, give some type of perspective. And with me seeing that on the news today with these, these young women and, that, uh, and young men who are out there trying to push this movement for gun reform, I feel like it's only right as an adult I speak on it. For all five of you guys that listen <laughs> on a weekly basis, I appreciate y'all. And hopefully you get something from me saying this. I don't know. It just it feels like it's something I have to say. As I continue looking through the news and shit, I, I see the thing about the kid in Sacramento. The young man in Sacramento. Since when does a fucking iPhone like a crowbar? Can somebody explain that to me? How you mistake an iPhone for a crowbar? And it's 2018, my nigga. Are people still even really using crowbars? It's like 19. <laughs> it's like, that's like, oh, some old shit. I don't mean, I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm like, who still fucking use, walks around with a goddamn crowbar? My personal opinion, you, for something like that, you should need a background check for a fucking crowbar. <laughs> it's, it's getting, I'm, no, I'm joking about that. But, yeah, that's, that's crazy that people, that's like the old school criminal, you know, 
It's an old school criminal tool. Ski mask, black sweatshirt, black jeans, black boots, crowbar with gloves and all that. That's crazy. But this, back to being serious, this young man got killed. I think he's in his own backyard and got shot the fuck up by the police. They got the nerve and said, we don't see a gun. Of course you don't, motherfucker. Ain't no gun. There is no gun. And y'all just shot this man up in the backyard. 20 bullets for one guy? How bad is your shooting? That's my question. You need 20 bullets for one person. It's crazy. And then and it all plays back into race. I don't know why the police were called on the man in his own backyard. They thought he was breaking into and that, breaking into something. And that, that just goes to show you that people are predisposed to look at other people a certain type of fucking way. And we got to ask ourselves, when are we going to get past this? When are we going to learn to not just look at somebody and make a, a fucking snap decision? When is it going to change, man? Because I'm on guard. What should I do? Like, when I'm out and about comfortable in a hoodie, I'm, I go out my way to be extra nice to people I encounter. Because that, that one encounter with me might change the perspective on black males. I'm not a small person. I don't have a light voice. I tend to speak low, and then when I have to elevate my voice, it gets loud, and I can appear, I'm conditioned to think that I can appear threatening to other people. So I have to go out my way and be and be nice and not, you know, come in like I'm the big bully on the block sometimes. It's a frustrating situation to deal with, man. I just get so confused with the working, inner workings of this country. Like people are pro, pro-life and pro-gun at the same time. But then when the, when, the, when the life comes and you can't support the life and people need assistance because, you know, they had an oops, which is ultimately their responsibility, or you don't need assistance, you just got to work hard, what they going to do with the baby? This country just fucking, it confuses me all around, man. And I don't know how to tackle this shit, but apparently these fucking kids do. And they own these politicians' ass right now. You got this fucking jerk, uh, Rick Santorum, is going to bring up they should learn CPR instead of protesting. So you mean the students are supposed to just accept the fact that their classmates are getting shot the fuck up? Is, is that what you're telling me right now? That's, that's, that's the message you want to put out there. They, they got to learn CPR. You're expecting a fucking teenager that probably can't even fucking drive to provide CPR under fire? Is that what you're saying? Do you not think about shit before you get out on TV and say things? Before you get in the media and say things? They should learn CPR. Okay. Well, maybe instead of paying teachers a little bit of an increase to carry firearms, maybe you should folk pay for students to learn CPR while in school. Or maybe just pay for the metal detectors and shit. It, it just blows my mind the type of shit people come up with to justify their argument. It's like the current, with the current commander-in-chief going through all this shit with these women and all this other stuff. And people come in here and just trying to handhold him and say, no, it's because of this, that, and the third. And I'm sitting here looking like, man, and I, I said it before on this podcast, what is Barry at home thinking? Good old Barack. What is Barack Obama thinking right now? They called me nigger, talked about my kids, called my wife a fucking gorilla when all I was doing was trying to be the fucking president, going away from scandal, trying to be... What's the word I'm looking for? What's the fucking word I'm looking for? Trying to be diplomatic and work out situations and build relationships all over the world. I get called a monkey. People are hanging. People are hanging me everywhere I fucking go. Talking about, talking, 
talking about I'm a fucking Muslim and all this shit. Like, you don't see the difference between how you treat a black president and a white one. And this man's getting away with everything besides murder. Shit, even Bill Clinton. Once they find out something about being Cl Bill Clinton, they was trying to get him the fuck up out of there. It was crazy. But now, when you got somebody inexperienced in a certain position, and all the shit that's going on and popping up, everybody got excuses. Everybody has a, oh, there's a, re there's a rhyme or there's a reason why this isn't working out for this cat. My opinion is this cat didn't even really expect to win. I really think the whole thing was a promo or a rollout for the next season of his TV show. Was it called Shark Tank or some shit like that? I really think the whole thing was a publicity stunt. Because one thing this guy's great at doing is getting his name in the news. If you go on Netflix and you watch the show, there's a show on Netflix, a documentary series called Dirty Money, episode six. You'll see the genius of Mr. Trump and getting his name in the media and making money off his name. You'll see the genius behind him doing that. And it was brilliant how he did it. I will say that. But I really think the whole thing was like a, a long-term rollout plan so that when he went back to TV, the viewership would explode and he would end up making a lot more money. I just think it's an added bonus really for him that he gets to say, ha ha, I won. And I get to be in office for four years. And I'll make more people even more money by signing bills that will benefit people that are already fucking wealthy and i'll make more friends and more connections by putting these people these affluent people in cabinet positions and thereby cut out the middleman of lobbyists by making the lobbyists cabinet members i'm just saying these are all things you can look at and look at obviously it, it's just me i predict he'll do his four and then he'll be done he'll let it go that's just the way i, I don't know why he would continue with the amount of people digging into his shit, it would just be fucking foolish to me. But anyway, the amount of excuses people will make for this behavior of somebody obviously unqualified to do this job is crazy. You're so unqualified, you couldn't even holler qualified people. You fired like 80% of the people you hired initially to begin with. And you ain't even been there two years. You still got the whole rest of your term to do. That's if you complete it. Because I wonder what the the fucking revolving door of personalities going in and out of those positions is going to be. You, you won't have any continuity. You'll have nothing. It, man, it's, it's crazy, man. But I, I want to get off that. Um, other news, sad, still sad news. Uh, apparently, Jesse Owens' family is selling his medals. And that's crazy. A man with a legacy like that, his family should not ever be at that point for what he did. You know, groundbreaking Olympian going over there in Germany where people like us who aren't really liked too well at performing and making Hitler look fucking stupid. And now his family's to the point where they're selling their medals. And you just, when well, they're selling his medals and you know athletes back then were treated like shit. Treated just like, you treated just like the horse he ended up racing. Or supposed that race. When we need you, you're good. When you're done, you're fucking done. And then also, Toys R Us, excuse me, Toys R Us, the company, you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you call that shit Toys R Us. All one goddamn word, but they ended, they're closing all their doors, and their uh, founder died shortly after, man. Sad situation for them. It's unfortunate, but they they should have they should have developed with the times, man. It's only so much you can only be a department store, and you outsource your work. I think was through Amazon. You gotta adjust to the times. And they could have their own. I don't know if they they might have their own app or anything like that. I don't know. I don't buy toys that often, but. 
It's unfortunate. It's a piece of my childhood. I would say they will be missed as a company, but apparently they won't because everything is online. Everything's digital right now, man. Sad situation. Sports. Uh, what's in the world of sports? There's not much going on. LeBron is out there. LeBron and there, there are some injuries out there. Steph Curry may be out for the rest of the regular season. He sprained his MCL recently. So that's going to suck for Golden State. Uh, KD is already out with rib issues. I'm not sure if Clay's back or not. Now they're going to be fine going into the playoffs. It's, when everybody comes back, they'll be fine. They may struggle for a little bit, but I, I still see them at least getting to the Western Conference Finals. I don't see anything stopping that. Kyrie's hurt over in Boston. I'm not sure for how long. I think it's a knee issue. I know he's had issues with his knee in the past. I'm not sure how long he's going to be out. We're just going to have to wait and see his fans what's going on with these injuries. The injury bug is biting a lot of prominent guys, and it may end up hindering their teams, but I'm confident at least Golden State will get to the Western Conference Finals. You see the state that San Antonio was in without Kawhi Leonard, and they even had a team meeting, a players-only meeting about him and his situation, man. But I, I like him as a player, and I, I hope he's doing the right thing, and I hope he's not altering the chemistry of that um of that ball club because the NBA is better when the Spurs are good. They've been good for a long time, and I don't really want to see that franchise fall off because they play basketball the right fucking way. And with them aging and the injuries they're having, it doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs right now. Then they damn sure ain't going to go far if they do. It's an unfortunate situation for Spurs fans. But they'll bounce back. They're getting, they got a lot of young talent. The point guard, uh, Murray, they got the small forward, Anderson. I wish they would have kept Simmons. That was crazy that they let him go. But they got, they picked up Rudy Gay. I just think Simmons would have worked out better for them in the long run as he's a younger player. And then you look at the state of his career, career right now, they're over there with, he's over there with Orlando, and they just got blew the fuck out by a depleted Spurs roster. He should have just stayed where he was at. But they, I mean, I'm assuming they got a little funny with the money and he had to go where he can make his chips. But for basketball, it kind of sucks, man. I just really, I hate when I see teams go through that shit. Speaking of that shit, my Bulls are, I think, on a tanking watch. And I, I just despise Fred Hoiberg. I despise everything about this man. I think he got there via his relationships, and he's ultimately hurting the franchise. Who's going to want to go there and play that brand of basketball? I, I just don't see it working out. We need a coach like Thibodeau, a dominant coach that can control the players because now they got young guys in there that I guess he can control, but what fruit is it going to bear? Chicago is not a city of flashy offense. I don't give a fuck if it's football or basketball. Hard-nosed defense is what Chicago fans want. And I think he's ruining the fucking franchise. Not him alone. Him, Gar Foreman, and uh, John Paxson, who his name went from gold in Chicago to shit in a matter of uh, years with decisions that he's helped make in the front office. But it's time for all three of them to get the fuck up out of there. If they prove me wrong, fine, I'll take it back. But for right now, I, I, yeah, it's, I know I talk about it a lot because it irritates me as a Bulls fan. Ah, it makes me mad. Speaking of shit that pisses me off, Johnny Manziel, <laughs> him himself, he doesn't make me mad. Him as a person outside of the league pisses me off. But the fact that he was out there throwing for some San Diego wide receivers and 13 NFL teams showed up, I'm guessing to kind of get a peek at him because I know he wants to make a comeback. That makes me mad. Johnny fucking Manziel, who didn't do dick in the league with cap candy, 
Cap can't get nothing. Y'all can't give Cap no love. Cap didn't make it to the fucking Super Bowl and probably would have won the fucking game had it not been for that blackout. They had all the momentum going. Come on, man. Come on, man. We got to be honest with ourselves. How the fuck is Colin Kaepernick not getting looked at? It's beyond ridiculous. It's downright fucking stupid. Man, it's, it's despicable, man. I, there's only so many adjectives I can attach to this shit. It just it still makes me fucking angry, man. I, I'll just move on. In the world of entertainment, I talked about this a little bit last week. But I think it's only going to be... Uh, it only reinforced how I feel about the topic of my... The subject and the topic of my discussion on the entertainment portion last week. The kid Takashi 69 So recently, he was on The Breakfast Club. And as I said a few episodes back, this kid... Uh, this kid, I think, is going to get himself hurt. And he was on the, like one of the biggest black platforms of entertainment. The Breakfast Club is nationally syndicated. All three of the hosts do things outside of that. DJ Envy is obviously, he's a fucking DJ. He goes and spans. Angela Yee, I think, has a separate uh, radio show or a podcast. And Charlemagne the God has his podcast, The Brilliant Idiots. And he executive produces TV shows, and he's recently become a best-selling author, right? So this kid goes on there and has an hour-long interview. I wasn't even really going to watch it because I think the kid, he's letting his personality overpower his music by saying ridiculous shit. And he's, I mean, he's walking clickbait. I'll, I will admit I got caught up in this shit and I watched it. There's an hour-long interview where he basically says like and blood a bunch of a bunch of fucking times and talking about people are chasing or looking for a rainbow haired kid you look stupid you're a grown ass man no fam you 21 years old you a grown ass man you're just young and you sat there with three people who've been in the industry for double digit years doing radio who have seen artist after artist after artist come through pop off and fall off and they're still there and they're trying to give you some game. And you're so busy trying, trying to look like Mr. Big Shot about how you're not going to check in. All you're doing is getting yourself more enemies. And I went and I just looked through the comment section to see what people were saying. And, of course, people were saying, oh, he, Charlemagne took an L. Da, 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 da. Just like, no, no, no. Charlemagne didn't take an L. Just like Charlemagne said, he, he's been on radio for damn near 20 years. He's executive producing TV shows. He's a best-selling author. Charlemagne... Is getting fucking paid, and and Charlemagne is making other people fucking stars, and they may have had names in their own right, but he's helping elevate these people. And Charlemagne was the was really the one who could who this kid could learn the most from because Charlemagne has also been fucking controversial, and he said things that have come back to haunt him, like the the cowards that tried to jump him and put it on fucking videotape. So he, for one, knows exactly the spot Takashi is kind of putting himself in. Now, Charlemagne didn't do anything as obnoxious as this kid is, but he's still out there pissing people off, right, with his opinion. So I would assume that this kid, I wrongly assume that this kid would maybe sit there and listen to a guy who's trying to give him some knowledge on how shit can work out for you. And like Charlemagne said in the interview, we've all seen this, video, this movie before. Some guy gets hot, talks a bunch of shit about how he's gangster. He ain't worried about nobody else. Nobody's going to do nothing to him. 
He wants people to test him. And that shit always works out that way. You want people to test you, you will eventually get tested. And I'm guaranteeing you, it's not going to turn out the way you want. It may not be the first time around. It may not be the second time around. It may not be the third time around. But eventually, if you're still relevant and people want to come for your head, they're going to find you. And if they're like people that I've been around or people I've known of in life, if I can't find you, I'm going to find somebody close to you and they're going to feel it. Like 50 Cent said, if I can't find you, I'm going to go shoot up your mama crib and make you come look for me. That's just the way shit goes in the streets. That's just the way shit goes sometimes. Hopefully this young man gets his shit together and stops trying to antagonize people. And it's almost too late because he's running around with somebody else who antagonizes people. Whether he realizes it or not, yeah, DJ Academics kid, who's got a huge following on the, on the internet, kudos to him. But he's going to get touched too. I, I predict in the next three to four years, somebody is either going to attempt or successfully beat Academics the fuck up. I feel like it's going to happen. He's going to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I, I didn't really think that about him, you know, prior to me seeing the relationship with this kid. I figured it may happen. He may some, he may say something and then he may get trolled a lot or somebody may punk him out. But that happens on a regular basis on that everyday struggle bullshit he's on. He's, he gets punked out and chumped out on a, on a regular basis there. So, I mean, that's already out the window. That's already happened. But now I think somebody may hurt him on the strength of him being around this kid and being next to this kid. Because he's obviously enabling him by being a personal platform from this kid. And I don't understand how you don't realize this kid's using you. you are, you're already established. You have a million plus subscribers on YouTube. You're good. You're established. You're in a position where you could be, where you could be neutral and just talk about everything. You could, you could be completely neutral and all that. But this kid's using you like a fucking social media marketing app. He attaches himself to you. You make videos. The videos include him. He gets views. He get he gets a promotion coming from you. That's more albums sold. That's more streams. That's more downloads. Whatever. I predict Takashi's gonna get touched maybe within a year or two if he's still relevant. If he's still relevant around this time next year, he'll probably get touched. And the thing with him is, it's definitely gonna be recorded. It's gonna be out there for people to see. I feel like. It is going to be in a situation where academics is around. He's going to, he's going to catch some of it. I, I predict it's going to happen. The academics is going to be there. And there's going to be footage of academics running the fuck off. And Takashi 69 getting pounded out. And you, had a, you were in a situation where somebody was trying to give you some game. And you didn't want to listen. And, and the crazy thing is Charlamagne even called the OGs in there. Like, hey, what's going on, my man? And the, the OGs, the guys who run the label for this kid, the, the people he signed to, defend him, of course, because he's a fucking meal ticket. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't understand how, that, how the young cat don't see it. Like, of course, he's going to back you up because he's getting paid off your back, off your sweat, off you risking your life. He's getting paid off of that shit. When you go, he's still going to be around. I doubt that cat's going to take a bullet for you. And you may have these kids who got that, you know, who you got the battery in their back or these other young guys around you, but that's just going to wear out, too. It's just going to it's, it's wear thin, too. When you rub them the wrong way and something goes left or you don't give them what they want or they try to take too much from you and you realize you got to shrink your circle to a fucking period, 
It's gonna happen. Somebody's either gonna somebody's either gonna turn on him or he's gonna get got or both. That's just the way I see it going. The rainbow hair and these fucking the rainbow gold teeth. Do your thing, man. Whatever. Whatever makes you sound. I don't know, but you better be on the lookout because somebody coming from your ass. I can guarantee it. They're gonna rob the shit out you. And I'm looking I'm looking at the new wave of style with the jewelry and these cats with these fucking choker necklaces that shit looks ridiculous i guess because i'm an old school guy i come from 40 inch cables the 40 inch necklace and the big charms and all these cats got on chokers and that shit looks feminine to me i don't i don't understand the choker chain shit it looks maybe it's i'm going to assume it's prevent them from getting robbed i guess it's to prevent somebody from being able to snatch that chain off their neck <laughs> I, I don't know if you don't if that's the reason, if you don't want to get robbed for your jewelry, man, either one, don't wear that much jewelry, the obvious one, or two, if you're going to be about that shit you're talking, be about that shit. Wear a little choker chain, man, the little the fucking teenage girl necklace. Just because you get a big gaudy one to put your, a bunch of diamonds in it, <laughs> don't make you a G, man. You like you got some confusion in your life. Anyway, man, that's it for me. No playing this ride. Um, also, my man, my man's album's out weeks, newjackcitymusic.com. It's on all the platforms. Welcome to New Jack City. It's a good album. If you're if you a street cat, I, I know a lot of people say they they from the streets. If you want them street cats, you should enjoy it, man. It's a lot of hustler tale in that, man. This cat self-made. This is my friend. This is, I consider my brother. I wouldn't say it if the shit he wasn't saying on that wasn't true. It's an unfortunate truth that he went through that shit, but it's real. So check it out, man. It's called Welcome to New Jack City. The artist is Weeks. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, wherever the fuck you guys buy music. That's where it is. Also, if you need any, um, if you're looking for beats or if you're looking to get something mixed, my man Brooks. Brooks on the beat on SoundCloud. So you go to www.soundcloud.com slash Brooks on the beat spelled out all the right way. Check him out, man. He's, uh, he's doing good work building his portfolio. He's going to make you sound nice. He's located in Florida, so I would assume it will work better if you're there. But I don't see why he couldn't send you the beat over email, Dropbox, all that good shit, man. So let me know if I missed anything, man. No playing this ride. It's the kid, not the kid, the grown-ass man, Blackout. Hit me up. Let me know what's going on. The No Playing This Ride Facebook page is there. So if you want to go there, drop by, say what's up. Also, Twitter, No Play 247 capital N, lowercase O, capital P-L-A-Y. And as always, no playing this ride at gmail.com. That's all lowercase, no playing this ride at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe, share my shit, let people know. Like I always say, tell a friend to tell a friend to you ain't got to tell a friend no goddamn more. And learn something tomorrow that you didn't learn today. And make sure you teach somebody else the same shit that you learned. Let's make the world a brighter, better safer place for tomorrow one life one love peace what you know about my crack smoke front roll back home sell charms task both the life episode unite by team mexico tiptoeing devil's road gatekeeping what you know about my crack smoke front roll 